Welcome to Code Together, an interview series where we explore the possibilities of cross-architecture development with those who live it. I'm your host, Nicole Huseman. One API, a cross-industry initiative, was launched about six months ago as a way to make it easier for developers to program increasingly data-intensive workloads for a diversity of hardware architectures. However, this concept is not new. So you may ask yourself, why now? What's different? Today, I'm excited to welcome two special guests to the program to give us their insights. Jeff Lowney, Senior Fellow at Intel, is one of the architects of One API. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Nicole. Glad to be here. And Andrew Richards, CEO at CodePlay Software. Welcome, Andrew. Hi, Nicole. Andrew, you and I had a chance to talk at Supercomputing late last year about your experiences on the path to cross-architecture computing. Can you share some of those experiences with our listeners? Yeah, so I actually come from a video games background. So Codeplay as a company was, was really started as a video games tools company. So the idea is that we would produce compilers and tools to enable people to write video games. And you know, in the early days of video games, we would just get hand-me-down hardware from previous supercomputers, we'd end up with these graphics processors that could do really incredible things. And so we would produce tools for doing all the graphics and video games, and people started using them for supercomputers and artificial intelligence. And it was a, it was a bit of a surprise for us at the time. So there's been this shift from video games, from HPC and video games, and then this shift to AI. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so in a way, AI is like turning a graphics processor backwards. You know, a graphics processor was designed to take all of these, you know, representations of the world and then convert it into graphics. You're taking in huge amounts of data. You're then processing it massively in parallel. And then out at the other end, you want to pop out, you know, a representation of the world. In a video game, you have a representation of the world and you convert that into something that people can see. You have AI as well. You know, I used to write these sports games. So, you know, I wrote a tennis game and, and you, you'd have to get a computer character to try and understand what was going on and play tennis with you. And in a way, modern AI is, is, is an extension of that. And then your experience in Sickle, right? That led into Sickle as well? It did, yeah. So when I started Codeplay, we would write games in C, which seemed pretty amazingly high level. And very soon after the company started, everyone said, we don't program in C anymore. We program in C++. So one of the things that the game developers had had to do was simultaneously achieve very high performance, but at the same time, run on lots of different platforms because there were lots of different game platforms from different hardware companies and, you know, there's consoles and portable consoles and there's PCs and stuff. So they had to write code that was going to run at very high performance on all of those systems. And so early on, they started adopting C++ and really turbocharging some C++ techniques. And some of those techniques have been pushing into high-performance computing and also AI. And the HPC people and, and, and the AI people have turbocharged those C++ techniques that video game developers were pioneering. Intel was also an early pioneer of C++ techniques as well. You know? And, and what, what became clear later on is the only way that it was going to work was if we standardized it. The only way you can get the software developers and the hardware companies working together. The only way we can create a vision where we say, actually, you can write C++ and make it run very fast on 
lots of different platforms is is by having standards and standards allow lots of people to work together you know we've we've taken these c++ ideas that were designed for you know different games consoles and different computers and really run with it and made it go on really extremely different architectures it's been fantastic to see that something that was started as just a little standards group enables such an amazing achievement really absolutely and one api really benefits from the knowledge that well-treaded path that has come before it right so it does and you know one api leverages sickle sickle leverages a whole load of c++ techniques that came before it so i think if you're looking at things like one api and sickle you are looking at a whole range of developments one after the other after the other you know the, this accumulation of knowledge and experience that's gone into these systems that's what a really successful standard body does it just takes all of that knowledge all of the innovation and goes right okay can we take all of the best experience all the best knowledge and integrate it into something that's then standard and lots of people can use and that's what we've done with sickle and one api excellent and jeff as the architect of one api can you share how intel has worked with the community and why it's important that one api is an across industry initiative as andrew was saying the way computers today are made of different compute units, accelerators, GPUs, it's not just a simple CPU problem anymore. And Intel, as the major CPU company, was maybe a little late to recognize that. But over the past five years, it's become really clear that accelerators really deliver extraordinary performance, and they needed to become a standard part of everyone's compute platform. And you know, part of that is the big AI revolution. So on the programming side at Intel, we're looking at this transformation and we want to deal with modern programmers. So we'd like to work with C++ and we wanted to bring data parallelism, meaning we'd be able to do millions of computations at the same time and to be able to specify that easily. And the only established solution was Sickle. It was you know, a standard that Andrew and others had developed as part of the Kronos committee. And I looked at that and realized that this is where we want to go. And so for the past two years, Intel has really gone all in on Sickle and we've put a lot of energy into it in, in an open way. And I would say that's another thing that people may not realize about Intel. And, you know, we're famous for being the Windows uh, PC, which was definitely a closed ecosystem. But over the past 10 years, we have been really seeing the value of being a, a part of the open source movement. And somewhat independently of our move to Sickle, we've moved all our compiler infrastructure to LLVM so that we are both embracing the language standard that Andrew developed, but we're also embracing sort of the community best practice of, of how to develop compilers. And the community is centered around LLVM and we're contributing to that. That's fantastic, thank you. Codeplay has done a lot in terms of contributing to One API. Andrew, can you talk about that? The most relevant contribution that we've made recently is to enable people to develop using one API on NVIDIA GPUs. So if you're developing on an NVIDIA GPU today, you can check out the source code that we've committed 
which takes all of the open source work that Intel did to get Sickle with EPC++ and then also their libraries as well. So then you can check out a version of that that we run on an NVIDIA GPU. And it will go directly down to the NVIDIA-specific API. So it doesn't go through any intermediate layers like OpenCL or anything like that. It goes directly down to the NVIDIA-specific APIs and uses NVIDIA library routines. And what that means is you get all of the performance benefits as if you'd program natively for an NVIDIA GPU, but code in standard SQL. Maybe you've used some of the Intel-specific extensions, but, you know, all of that stuff is kind of aligned with the way the standard is going. And that means that you can then write your code on an NVIDIA GPU, get massive performance today, and also then run on other architectures today and in the future. And I just want to chime in. The real benefit of what we're trying to do is let the programmer write in one environment, one programming language, one set of libraries, and be able to move the program to an NVIDIA GPU, an Intel CPU, an Intel GPU, make it easy for data parallelism to exist broadly and move between platforms. And, you know, of course you do some tuning as you do that motion, but the value of a standard lets people innovate and the value of their work is preserved and it's something more than what runs on a single piece of hardware. Andrew, what's next in terms of how Codeplay envisions contributing to One API? We are working with quite a few different other hardware vendors to be able to support a variety of different platforms. So part of our business model is to sell this kind of support to different processor vendors. And that means that you can use the same source code on technology that might go into a self-driving car, for example. So you can take stuff from the research lab and then put it into production into a self-driving car. We support platforms that would go into smartphones, for example, very low-power devices. And that's all part of the vision is, is, is to enable us to support lots of different hardware. But also another key thing about Sickle is to enable people to write their own C++ libraries that achieve high performance on lots of different platforms. And what Sickle and One API do let you do is it does let you write libraries, open source libraries or closed source libraries that do perform really well on lots of different hardware. So you should see the whole school vision as being an enabler to enable people to write these performance portable libraries. And those libraries actually can work in the real world, delivering maximum performance on an FPGA, on a DSP, on a GPU or a CPU. And, and yeah, you have to go into them and tune the libraries for different classes of algorithms. We see people doing that already. The Exascale Computing Program is funding lots of work in this field. We're seeing work in European HPC as well. Similar work is, is going on in robotics and AI field as well to enable people to write these C++ libraries that can handle performance portability across very different devices and really easy to use. Yeah, if we're really going to make this path to exascale and data-intensive workloads work, developers are really going to need something like one API. They do. And, and you know, if you want to work in this field, you want to build these libraries, having standards and standard platforms like one API is a massive benefit. Otherwise, how would you do it? Right, right. How would you do it without having a really solid platform and an industry standard and a committee behind it? No one company controls these standards. We've enabled this now. Jeff, can you share with us where you see One API going? Well, as we've been describing, we want One API to become the standard interface for programming data parallel hardware. So you've got this phenomenon that there's a huge amount of innovation in data parallel software at a very high level. 
Also, there's a lot of innovation at the hardware level that people are architecting new types of accelerators and the world is changing pretty quickly there. And in order for both sides to innovate, you need this interface in the middle so that the, the software guys can innovate, the hardware guys can innovate, and there's a common waste or narrower waste that things go through. And that's what we want One API to become. We want it to be standard. We want the industry to support it. We want it to be open and open source. And so that's our vision, that this becomes the standard for data parallel programming at this low-level, performance-level programming. I agree with what Jeff has just said. It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, that a standard which says you must do it this way actually has this counterintuitive effect of actually making it easier for people to innovate. That's the great thing about a standard. It, it allows processor vendors to actually innovate and design something new. I really love what you said earlier, Andrew, which is it's really the great enabler. Can I, can I talk about that? We have this challenge, which is that there are a very wide variety of different processor architectures that can achieve performance on different kinds of workloads. So software developers could go off and design libraries that enable people to evaluate the different processor architectures and build complex software. And it turns out that if you go and try and build that, you'll discover that you need the standard underneath it. Like you can't build that software without having a layer to build it on top of. And that's the problem that we've solved. Jeff, for those who want to contribute or those who want to use One API, what are the best places to get started? If you Google oneapi.com, if you, if you take a look there, that will give you pointers to all the specifications, all the different implementations, all the open source efforts. That's a place to let you download software to go. Now, the nice thing of what we're talking about with portability is that you can just start programming on your laptop, but then you can take that same program and bring it to uh, you know a bigger platform and see more performance. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. This conversation has been so much fun. I'm glad to have a chance. This has really been a lot of fun, and I hope people enjoy programming in One API. It should be a lot of fun for everybody. And Andrew, thanks for joining the conversation. We look forward to having you back on the program. Yes, it was great being on the program. The website sickle.tech. That's a really good place to start, and it will link to all the One API stuff, the other things going on in the Sickle group. Fantastic. Thank you. We really look forward to having you both back on the show. For all of you listening, thanks so much for tuning in. You can join the conversation at oneapi.com. Until next time. Bye.